believe the unbelievable of God's word and believe in life. You know, humility is to take God's word as it is. Tongues and prophecy go hand This is Young Ecclesian Nation. Let your heart be flooded with light as you listen to the word of God in ministration. I'm Pastor Adudu Essien. God bless you. And write everything down. Um, we're going to continue following God's plan for your life, all right? Uh, we started this last week, following God's plan for your life. And um, I think I've said before that this is a very, 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 very sensitive topic in the sense that I was listening to someone just before, just today, I, I heard someone's quote and he said, um, so the plan of God or, you know, has a lot to do with the local church and has a lot to do with people. So... The plan of God revolves around people. The plan of God revolves around local church. There are people you meet and you enter God's plan. There are people you meet and you and you follow God's plan. There are places you enter and then you're in God's plan. There are places you live and then you are not in. So the, 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 that's the way the plan works. So last week we said a bunch of things and I went into some other things. Um, I think we're looking at what God's leading is not. And we said a bunch of things. You can go get the message of that one thank god for our media team who that is making sure those messages are coming out steady and on time you know for public consumption glory to god so one thing we said is that when you are receiving a prompting by the spirit of god you want to calm down are you with me especially when you're looking at important promptings you want to slow down all right if there's one thing i'll see by laying down the spirit timing can be very 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 funny I don't know if you guys know this guy. What's his name? Um, is this guy Manasa? For those of you who know Manasa, right? There, I remember there was a video in those days criticizing him about his prophetic word because he gave a prophetic word. Um, he said by by maybe November, and it was and it was December twenty twenty two or something like that. By that time, so he had to like oh, so I told him to question. I said oh, sorry, sorry. Um. That's November 2023. He had to come correct himself. Uh, and <clears throat> that also that, and I'm, the person I'm talking about is a very super accurate, like prophet. This guy is super, superbly accurate. And so when, when you see things like that, when you see people on such a high pedestal missing things, it makes you more cautious, all right? It makes you more more humble when it comes to leadings. And that's why we, we learn to subject leadings. Are you with me? We learn to subject leadings because, man, <laughs> sometimes the leadings of the spirit are so fun. There's even one that is going on right now, but when it comes to there's something project we're working on as a ministry, and then the way the leading has come has just been very, very fun. It's, when it's over, then I'll probably share that one. But leadings can be so, so interesting. Are you with me? And, and that thing about leadings is, um, yes, this leading is not enough when it comes to leading of the spirit. Let me Let me explain. So we have the Abraham and Isaac story where God says to him, says, oh, go get up, go to a mountain, I'll show you. So the guy gets up, carries, says, take your son, your only son, and all that, go sacrifice him on the mountain, I'll show you. So the next morning, he sets up with his son and then goes. Now the next day, the Lord says, okay, that's the mountain. The guy climbs up the mountain. When he gets there, he takes the knife to slice his son's throat. And then the Lord says, no, don't touch the boy. So you notice that at every phase or every stage, this guy is being led right and sometimes let me say this let, let me even say this guys let me say this let me say this there are times the lord will lead you oh god how how it's interesting but there are times the lord will actually lead you 
in a direction and then not like he changed his mind, but he just won't, he just leads you in a certain direction and then tells you come back. <laughs> I don't know if it has ever happened to anybody here where he says, go in this direction and tells you come back. Don't go in that. Like today is going in this direction. You start going on the way he says, come back, go back to where you're coming from. And you're like, what, what, what's, what's going on here? And it's just, just your obedience you want to see. And I have personally experienced that in my own life a couple of times. One was very profound where I always tell the story. I had just, there was something that I had wanted for my birthday and I had gotten it and all that stuff. And, you know, something very nice near and dear to my heart then. And so then I here I was, that was like, a, I had gotten a thing that week. And then the weekend, so they were teaching Ignite or something at Allen. And so I was, that period I was teaching on the, what was that thing? Revelation, like teaching, was that text uh, on revelations and how to, inner impressions and all that stuff. So there I was teaching, as I was teaching examples, I was getting examples and I was giving words and all that stuff. And right before my very before, the same way the leadings were coming, where that was so accurate, oh my goodness, so, so, wow, this is, oh, that was just for me. It, it just came to me and I saw myself giving that thing that I had just bought my birthday i saw it giving the way to a specific person in the, in the meeting and i'm like no this can't be this is a lie this this is very untrue this this is wrong <laughs> so i i i removed it and i continued teaching continue teaching the picture played out again it was clear because that's the way i was receiving impressions for other people you know for what i was sharing with other people and the impression came again and i'm like okay this is interesting so I think like three, four times, the same thing came. I just said, okay, fine. So right there while I was teaching and people were, you know, bless me, I was already in pain because that's something that was very dear to me at that time. I was in pain because I'm like, I don't want to give this out. But the more I checked, it was it was true. Check again. It was true. Check again. It was true. So I just resolved because I'd already told, I'd, one thing about me, I told, told God, I said, there's nothing you want from me, I will not give you. So I'd already resolved my heart. Before the meeting, before I'd finished or dropped the mic, I'd also know I'll, I'll do it. So as the meeting ended, you know, shaking hands with everybody. How are you? How are you? And everything. All right. I just went, when I finished, got down to the car, just entered the car, told my wife, I said, this is what the spirit of God is saying. Bang, 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 bang. So I'm doing it. <laughs> okay. I was even wishing the thing was with me there so I could just give the person. Well, I'm it was at home. I'd already, in my head, I'd already imagined how I'll give it, how I would do that. I was already going to call the person, come and collect it. So, so there I was driving home my family and then went to drop, pick something somewhere. And then as I was leaving that estate on the steering wheel, the spirit of God came again and I said, don't give it out. And I'm like, okay, <laughs> what is going on? He says, don't give it out. I said, it was just a test. I'm like, why, why, why is this guy? Why, what, what, what kind of thing? What, what, what on earth? And then he just brought the Abraham story to me. Oh, yeah, okay, fine. That's just a test. So it's like, do this, but then it says, and that's why people, that, that's why there's this certain foolishness when it comes to running that like, when something else going boom, and just, especially things that are important, things that are, and you just, just run, you know. That's how we take our time. Are you with me? Even the next day, because you could be like Abraham going to slaughter his own son. And then he's tuned off and does not hear the next instruction that says, don't. Is, is someone following me? 
am I am I saying something that is foreign? Has anyone else been ever been led that way? You feel like you've been led that way where it's as if, oh, uh, you know, do this and then don't do this. Has, has anyone ever 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 gotten that kind of leading? You know, do this and don't do this. Has anyone... <laughs> wow, that means you may be a babe in the faith. All right, but it, it can happen. So you don't, the point is, it's better to be slower than God and faster. Don't make quick decisions, don't make rash decisions. Take your time. As I always say, there's that's the reason why we have a system of um how I put the checks because this thing called leadings. When we do conscience, because there's a the teaching I would do when we do and we understand what the conscience is, you're gonna see that because of conscience, or what we call conscience or consciousness, leadings can be very like especially when you already have something in your mind. Leadings can be very interesting. It's very when something something already in your mind, then Anyway, I think I'll have time for that later. It's always good to follow the inward witness than follow the calculations of your brain, okay? So sometimes your brain wants to... Okay, let, let me give you a good example. There was someone here, one someone among us who came to me saying, oh, there's this... Uh, I feel led to give to empty my account. Now, the money that the person had to empty was for a particular is it certification or something that... Or graduation that was going to happen in like a month, literally or two months, and this is the money for the thing, and then the money that I have, the money in my account for the thing, but yet the Spirit of God says I should empty my account and give to the work of ministry. Yeah, that money is for the thing I have budgeted for. So you can imagine all the calculations in the person's brain. Like, how is this going to happen? How is this going to work? You can't use that when it comes to the Spirit of God. In fact, if you are, if you are a person of too much calculation, you won't obey God. Let me say it again. If you're a person of too much calculation, you want to be God. If you love, if you are in love with your brain and love in love with calculation, you'll find it very difficult to obey God. Because you see, God is a bypasser of the brain. God's own logic. God is just, it's just wisdom. So when God gives an instruction, all right, it doesn't have to make sense to your head. It doesn't have to make sense in your head. It, it doesn't. It doesn't. Especially when you are setting this, it doesn't have to make sense to your head. Are you with me? It doesn't have to make sense to you. So we we are very, will I say, careful. And we're not always, you calculate too much, you think too much. You say, this money is supposed to take me the whole month. How much is the money? 50,000. This money is, you've already calculated it down to the last 10 cobo. How you are going to now buy use the remaining 29 and buy sweet and legal. You've you've calculated everything. And then the spirit of God says, drop everything. And you're like, nope, that, that's not going to work. I bind this spirit in the name of Jesus. Well, you you can't you can't do like that with the spirit of God. Are you with me? Uh-huh. Do you know sometimes by the spirit of God, you can actually pick what someone else should be doing or what someone else should do. And if you're not careful, if you don't wait enough, you got you will be walking in someone else's instruction. No, this thing called leading of the spirit. Let me say this: every believer is entitled to it, but it requires skill. This thing called leading of the spirit. Every believer is entitled to it, and it requires skill. And then sometimes we assume that just because we walked with the Lord for some time, we assume that we have become very skilled in that matter. But the skill, first of all, begins with knowledge. There's knowledge. Sometimes the things you need to unlearn, the things you need to learn, it begins with knowledge. And then that knowledge, you now grow in that knowledge. Are you with me? You grow in that knowledge. There's a skill when it comes to the spirit. 
just like everything else, just like when you say you want to grow in your faith walk, you want to grow in your love walk, you want to grow in your um, operation of the things of the spirit, you want to grow in your accuracy. There is such a thing as accuracy or skill when it comes to the leading of the spirit. Glory to God. There's such a thing called skill when it comes to the leading of the spirit. And um, let me let me say this, that leading of the spirit tends to work sometimes a bit differently from what we call word of key. All right? It tends to work a bit differently. And let me explain what that means. You know, tongues and interpretation, when you interpret tongues naturally for, let's say, for the for the general public, all right? All right, for the general public, you know, like now I can start with a tongue and, and, and to come and just flow and everything. But if you notice that when you, you know, how does interpretation come? You spoke in tongues, right? And you interpret. But when you give yourself to a lot of praying in the spirit, praying in the spirit, praying in the spirit, many times those words that come are interpretations. They are, in a sense, adaptations. They are, you know, their leadings. However, you will also find out that the way they come when you pray, sometimes you can pray for a while and nothing comes. You you pray, it, it works a bit differently. It works a little different. There are dynamics in these things, all right? For example, the leading of the Spirit many times will begin with what we call an inward witness, all right? An inward witness. An inward witness is different from revelation. An inward witness is different from revelation. It's different from when something just... Revelation is information comes. Um, go to this, go to the streets called street. Da, 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 yeah. But an inward witness is is where what Paul would say, I perceive, I sense, I I feel, I, I know. It's different from information. In fact, usually when you receive an inward witness, you just sometimes just like I just troubled. I'm just I don't know, but I just feel like I, you know, something I shouldn't be here. I, I feel like you're just trouble sometimes you, have, you feel very laid back you feel it's a usually like a feeling like a spiritual emotion and usually that doesn't come with revelation it's now when you now decide to give yourself to that thing give yourself give yourself to give us in prayer pray pray then what you're now what what the the reason why that thing was like that now comes to the fore it now begins to show up it now begins okay this is why um this was happening all right Another thing to note is this, and all these things are still going to be going into in details, is to be careful to not be led via circumstances. Now, circumstances also falls into the realm of calculation. Some people are led, they, they allow themselves to be led by calculation. So you are you are led or you're leading or what you call a leading, if you check, is based on certain calculations. There are certain calculations you've done in your head about this and this and this and this and this you calculated um so you feel like okay it makes sense they don't if it is that your calculation and the leading are the same it's just it is not the calculation that now makes the leading tangible are you with me it's not the calculation that makes the leading tangible it's not because um you feel like oh but you you say oh a great effectual door has opened to canada right I just, I, I wasn't even trying to apply you. I just talked about it. Someone just, before you know, a scholarship for Canada just came out. Bam. So that now means I should go to, it doesn't mean anything. An open door is not the proof that is the lead, that the spirit of God is behind it. Because a door opens does not mean the spirit of God is behind that door. And just because a door closes doesn't mean the spirit of God is behind that door closing. Are you with me? Oh, I, God didn't want me to, to do that because the door closed. The opportunity closed up. 
or a door opens up. So because of that, God wants me to be part of this. It doesn't work like that. <laughs> it doesn't work like that. Glory to Jesus. It doesn't work like that. Just because you met someone, you saw the circumstances were very, very strange. I don't know, the way we just met and the way we just jailed, the way we just, it doesn't mean jack. jack. Circumstances are not the leading of the spirit. Praise God. Circumstances are not the leading of the spirit. We can't use circumstances to determine what the spirit of God is saying or doing. Are you with me? Is it that we're led or we're not led? Is it that what we're led or we're not led? I remember some years ago going for NYST, and um, the M. This is when I was still serving in that school. I knew the spirit of God wanted me to be in that school, but yet I, um, I finally went for my NYST, and I was posted to Enugu. And I'm like, I know the spirit of God. The last instruction was, man, go to. And I'm like, what's going on? Is the Spirit of God trying to teach me something or what? Uh, you know, and I was just in turmoil. When I got to the place and everything, I was wondering, because um, there was the option for me to redeploy back to Lagos, but I was just wondering, ah, um, this one I've been, what, what if, what if that God brought me here for a reason? What if this, what if that, what if this, what if that? <laughs> you understand? But in the end, the truth is, the Spirit of God is inside you. So if he's going to lead you, he will not lead you externally. Are you with me? He will not lead you what? Externally. He will not lead you externally. He will lead you internally. That means the, the best source you can trust, all right, is the spirit of God within. However, I have said that that spirit of God, within, it takes a lot of skill. There's a lot of skill you will get. Humility is the first skill, I think. Humility is the first skill, which is the fact that you must always at every point in time be humble when it comes to leadings. The fact that, look, I can miss it as i said last week i said never get to like always trust in the fact that you can be led by the spirit of god but never get to a point or place whereby you feel you can never miss it always be at that always walk that fine line always be in that position whereby you're like yep i know that i'm led by the spirit of god i expect to be led by the spirit of god but also give yourself room and and that's why there are certain things that we see all right in scripture we see how the how people decided on certain things how like when it came to collective decisions for example the apostles if you notice in acts chapter one when they had to replace judas it's not peter that just got up and took their decision by himself rather they came among the congregation of the brethren are you with me and then they cast lots and everything and then they all disagreed okay this is the person that's going to replace judas when um these guys when they wanted to talk about yes when the gentiles whether the gentiles who received the gospel or the gentiles who had had to love moses it is not one person that took that decision. There was a collective decision. Are you with me? Bible says in the multitude of counsel, there is what? Safety. So in other words, when it comes to decisions and everything, counsel will save you. I'm talking about especially, especially important decisions. Counsel will save you. You understand? Counsel. When you have counsel, glory to God. When you have counsel, I, as a pastor, even still, I, you know, I say this and I, and I say these things because of the fact that I want to help people. I, as a pastor, or I leading people, still subject myself to, <laughs> to, to counsel. Are you with me? I still subject myself to, to authorities. I still subject my leadings. So and sometimes I go there. I go there. My pastor, I say, sir, I was praying. You know, I, and then this is, I just felt like this is what I should do. This, that, 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 that for the ministry. So, of course, I think I taught you guys last week how you present all those, that information. There's a way you present information to authority. When I present, I present in such a manner that says, look, oh, fine, this is what I feel I perceive, but 
I'm still giving it up to you. What do you what 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 you say? That's what I go with. And in his own, if I want to happen recently, where I, I brought something to my past, I said I was praying, and then this thing, he just looked at it. He just, you know, and the truth is that there will usually be a witness, you know, usually, not every time, but there usually will be a witness. And so as I'm talking, he said, see, let's be honest. He just said, look, this one, this one, this one, this one is you. This one, <laughs> this one is not, this one will be the Holy Spirit, but this one is you. This one is clearly you. And look at see, 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 this is probably what's affecting your decision. See, 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 see. And everything. We call that, what we call that is we call it putting it in the cooler. So the moment he said that, you know what happened? I just, <laughs> and sometimes it's painful because after you, you feel you came out with my and everything. And so he just said it, said this one, this one, this one. And sometimes I, you know my pastor, you will now give instructions, consent, and then don't this one, forget this. If I don't do this anymore, he will just bam, 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 bam. This is stuff that you have already been cooking for like one week. You've already been, you know, you've already, and then, but that's the safety in the body of Christ. It's safe, it's your safety. So if I happen recently, I just took the, Kinney, <laughs> as Pastor David said, I put it in the cooler. <laughs> Even Pastor David at his own level, at his own level, you know, I think he said it in one of his videos, how he had one, there's one thing he wanted to do and he felt like da, 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 da. went to see his father and the Lord. Father and the Lord said, okay, this one to this point, oh, this is God, but this part, keep it in the cooler. He said, so I kept it in the cooler. It's true. Because if, if you are a man in authority and you cannot be under authority, you are a fool. If you can't be not, yeah, it's true. It's true. If you can't be another, there's just a wisdom. And there's one thing about the spirit of the, the spirit of God. See, the spirit of God wants you to understand that there is a body principle. There's what we call a body principle. And so because of that, there, first of all, there are things the spirit of God will not tell you. As on the authority, there are just things the spirit of God will not tell you. Is is when you now follow his scriptural principles that you will now get the truth to come out. Yeah, you know, and and this is why we 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 as we we get safety in the body. We are kept safe in the body because there's a lot of people who are just you know they just run because you just had see, just having a dream is not enough. Having a vision, I like to have visions and dreams. It's not enough. Oh, I, I heard it so strong in my spirit. In fact, there eh, that is a eh, thunder shook, lightning struck. Every, it doesn't mean jack. It really, really doesn't mean jack. That thing you still take it and you you subject it. Eh, but what if what if what if is it not possible that the person above me can be wrong? It's very possible. It's very very possible. But you know, there's a way the spirit of God is. If that person is wrong in his assessment, you understand. Give it time. As long as that person is 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 that person or the man or woman over you is yielded to the spirit of God. You know, that's the thing about it. You want to make sure that the person that you are under, if maybe if it's, sometimes if it's marriage, if it is church, or, make sure that the people you are under are yielded to the Spirit of God. As long as they are yielded to the Spirit of God, even if initially they that they were wrong about that thing, you brought something, oh, I feel like I should start doing this program. I should start, and they told you, put it in the cooler. Right? Is the, you know, the funny thing about the Spirit of God, the Spirit of God is not going to back you when you decide to rebel and go and do your own thing because you feel you're right. He won't back you. He won't back you. That's the truth. It's clear in Scripture. He won't back you. Rather, what you do, put that thing in the cooler. Then the Spirit of God that knows that you were right, all right, will still find a way to communicate that thing to, to the person above you. But that also means that you must be patient. 
It also means you must be patient. You see, many times, as I said, people like to pressure authority when it comes to leadings. Like to pressure. It must be now. Now, confirm this thing now. Confirm. Tell me this thing now. It doesn't work like that. It doesn't work like that. You have to be patient. Praise God. So we're not led by circumstances. All right. And then we have to realize that it is good to train ourselves to listen to the inward witness. Is a training. It's not something that just comes instantly or immediately. It's something I train. You get good at it over time. Are you with me? You will actually find out that there are what we call frequencies in your spirit. So let me put it like that. Or let me know. No. There are frequencies in your mind. Let me put it like that. Not your spirit, really. There are frequencies in your mind. And what that means is that, you see, based on the fact that this is your mind, this is your mind, <laughs> someone once said that this your mind is so powerful that it can send you to hell. Your mind is that powerful. Regardless of how God wants all men saved, your mind is that powerful that it can send you to hell. That means your mind can actually be set on a path that is wrong. Your mind can be wrong about certain things. So how we um, ensure we we learn we over time learn and develop skill when it comes to tuning the things of the spirit okay a good example is word of knowledge if we start saying okay let's give words of knowledge let's give words of knowledge and we start pressing in and say okay no maybe we we'll already shake uh, i'm not sure i'm not sure you know that uncertainty you get and that word for it is unskillfulness that uncertainty that you have that's ha that's hesitation. Are you with me? If you notice the thought, there's a, and, and you notice that there is actually a mindset that is powering that hesitation. Oh, I'm not in the spirit. You know, that's one. I'm, I'm not in the spirit. I'm not, uh, uh, what do you call it? I'm not ready. Ah, I've not really prayed that much. I've not, that mindset that makes you think that you are in the flesh, that you're not ready, is actually, that mindset is a lack of skillfulness. So you realize that being skilled, even in leading of the spirit, is is that is with having the right knowledge. Yes. Okay. Even if you feel you're ready. Oh yeah. Okay. We say something like, okay. Um, so when is this going to happen? Then you start saying, hmm, I'm not. You start. You know that uncertainty. Even when we come to dates and time, right? That uncertainty, that reluctance, is a, another lack of skill you grow in the skill. That's why you see there's what we call mastery. Mastery is when at any time I can, there are people like that, at any time I can pluck it out and tell you, no, see, 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 I can at any time, I can stay it up, I can tell you. At any time. It's called mastery. And mastery takes time. So when it comes to leading of the spirit, there's also the thing about learning, like being deliberate. And you know, there's something, now let me say this. Just because, okay, yeah, so, you know, you've been receiving leadings is not the same thing as becoming, you know, that's what we call experience, okay? It's like if you go to, you're going to your job every single day, you gain experience, right? And with your experience comes some skill. Let's say you get, you go for a job and, you know, with some, you keep on doing it. Experience brings some skill. So there's some skill you will learn, but, you know, it's not the same thing. Let me, let me use makeup, for example. All right, you've been doing makeup for a while. You've just been going and then you've been watching. You now follow them and do, you know, like every day. And then you get, after a while, you get some skill. However, you know, it's not the same thing as if you actually go and sit down. You are learning, you're practicing, but at the same time, you're also exposing yourself to new material, new information, new knowledge about that particular area. 
you are actually educating yourself, learning how the thing works, studying, you know, being deliberate. So when it comes to leading of the spirit, there's such a thing as being deliberate. Are you with me? The same thing like word of knowledge. There is something about the ability. It's not the practice is one part. Practice prayer is one part. But there is the part of how does this thing work, and that's actually one thing. One of the things that happens when we give ourselves to prayer and fasting. That aside from the text, the text is a major part. Studying the scriptures to see how it works. That's one way. But one thing that the spirit of God will even take you beyond the text and begin to give you practical sessions. You get there are people where he begins to. That's why when you see someone who is very accurate, they spend a lot of time with the spirit of God, and then they begin to know. Okay, when it comes like this, this is what it is. When it comes like this, oh, when this certain perception comes, when this, they know how their own mind works. They know how their mind works. Why? Because they have given themselves to it. They are there's a skill because they are, they are, they are all frequencies. You will find out that. If you check all the times you were accurate when you ministered by the Spirit of God, you realize it's like I don't how there was like a frequency. There's a there's a way you were set. You know, over time, if you if you keep on like realizing, okay, whenever I minister and I I get to this point, I realize I'm usually accurate. Whenever I get to this point, then I notice that every all the words that come are like this. When I get to this point, I notice I'm more confident giving numbers and names and all those things. Is a skills like a navigation system. That the more you use, as you use and use and use and use, are you with me? As you use and, and study and all that and give, you know, time to God, then you begin to learn, you begin to master it. Such is the same as the leading of the Spirit. You, It's something you master. It's something over time. If you just are just passive about it and it just happens to you and that's all it is, you won't be skillful. No, sometimes you need to take out time and sit down on, on the materials how to be led by the Spirit of God. You know, even that Papa Higgins book, How You Can Be Led by the Spirit of God, you can sit down and read that book 10 times. Now, they are, like what I'm sharing to you is actually things from something like, things from that, even that book plus certain experience and from also the word, like a combination of different things. But you find out that the more you go over the material, go over the material over and over again, go over the teaching on that thing over and over again, there are things that you begin to pick that is like you did not hear before. There are things you begin to, oh, I didn't, how come I listened to this and I didn't hear that part? There are things that begin to make more sense to you because you went over it. That information is reinforced. And all this I'm saying is that there is a skill when it comes to, and this is why many believers miss it. There is a skill. You know, it, it, and I'm emphasizing this because <laughs> even we who are, I don't think we're anywhere anyway, we are somewhere, but it humbles me when, I find out I missed something. Are you with me? It humbles me. I'm like, so I missed this thing. <laughs> and that's why I, I, I have certain checks and balances for major decisions. I have checks. Some of them I've already mentioned. I have checks and balances. Because I know that, yes, yeah, so I can perceive, I can receive from the Spirit of God. But there are certain things that are so crucial that usually I will filter it through another person who I know is also, you know, up there. Number two, I will filter it through a person who I know holds no bias, right? This person couldn't care less, whichever direction, whatever. They couldn't, like, I filter it through such people. Why? Because I know that your bias, if I really want something, it can affect what I receive. If I really desire something, it can affect my perception. 
I really, really want to school in Canada. I really, really want to school in I really I know I'm saying Canada, but I really want to school in Canada. I really want to do medicine. I love medicine. Ever since I was small, my daddy used to call me little doctor. You know, my uncle is a doctor, my grandfather was a doctor, my mom is a pharmacist. He runs in my family. Therefore, I also will be a doctor. When you carry that kind of mindset and you go and pray, the Lord have mercy on your soul. <laughs> because the most likely thing you hear is what? Doctor. Thou shall be a doctor. That's the most likely thing you hear. That's most likely. Why? Because your, your experience, your desire have, has affected your soul. So the inward witness helps us check our decisions even when it looks okay in our minds. All right? So... Let me say it again. Just because something looks okay in your mind doesn't mean it's right. Number two, I think as I said last week, just because you are convinced about something in your mind doesn't mean it is the Spirit of God. I think I mentioned that also. And when we look at the, how conscience works, you are going to see why. Now, so we have man's plan and we have God's plan. All right? For example, in Acts chapter 16, Paul sets out to go to Asia and God says, don't go. All right? He wants to go to Asia, but and that's what Paul wants to do. The Great Commission says, go into all the walls. So Paul wants to go to Asia. But the Spirit of God says, don't go. And is it that God doesn't want to go to Asia? No, it's the timing. God says, don't go at this time. Right? Now, <laughs> if it's today, imagine he had already do, done some like apostolic encounter invasion, you know, in Asia. Has already said, I'm coming. But I'm coming with the glory of God. He has already packed the whole stadium, sold out tickets and everything. And then the Spirit of God says, no. There's some people who still go because people are already expecting them. Glory to God. Some people will still go. Now, you know something? You could go to that place. Paul could have gone to Asia. Now, let me, let me even say this. Just because you disobey the leading of the Spirit or you miss the leading of the Spirit, does not mean that you will see instant or like call it repercussions. What does that mean? It means I can't use because something turns out well in my head doesn't mean that it was the spirit of God. And just because something turns out wrong does not mean I miss the spirit of God. Some people feel that if it's the spirit of God, everything will just go well. And if it is not the spirit of God, everything will go bad. It's not true. Sometimes it's the reverse. Sometimes the spirit of God will lead you. Let me ask you, who led Jesus to the wilderness? It's not the Spirit of God. He led him 40 days of being tempted. That's the same Spirit of God. Or is it Paul? Should we talk about Paul? And Paul is led to go to a city and they stone him to death in that city. So just because you are led like you, just, just because if you, if you miss the leading, it doesn't mean that, like how I put it, if let's say you felt just because people God led you doesn't mean it to turn out right. And just because you just because you disobey doesn't mean it turn out, things will look like bad or wrong. But there sometimes, some let me just say this. Sometimes there are just certain things, everything goes well, but the spirit of God didn't want you to do that. And there are reasons he has for it. So we can't use results in the natural to determine whether we obey God or not. There's called reorientation. Yes. Like now, Paul could have gone to that same city. He could have gone there to preach in Asia. God said, don't go. He would have gone. He would have preached. Had a great crusade. People would have gotten born again. Feel the Holy Ghost. 
God's name glorified and you will not be rewarded because you disobeyed. Like things can still turn out well, yet the Spirit of God is not what you did. Yes. You can be in rebellion, you can be in disobedience to authority, all right? For example, you know you were supposed to be at Ignite and then you decided to go and, yes, let me say this, you, you, you know you are supposed to Ignite, you decided that there was another program that was holding that you wanted to attend and you go and attend it. Let me even say this, you may go for that program and then the man of God may have singled you out and prophesied to you powerfully. You would have shaken and fallen and you will hear my son, my daughter, abide in my love, rest in peace. Know that I am your ever-redeeming love. And yet, you are in total disobedience. You are a rebel. Yes. Oh, the gifts of the Spirit have flowed mildly in your direction. You could have even gotten healed of something that you know that Pastor has laid hands on you 14 times. Nothing happened. In that meeting, you just got healed. What you are seeing there is what we call the mercy of God. It doesn't mean that. It doesn't mean anything. It doesn't mean that God is tolerating your disobedience. Because many times what we do is we expect this fire and brimstone, you know, thing that if I misbehave or, or mess up, I'm the wrong, something should be, but no, God is not like that. God is not a, is not a native doctor. <laughs> so, <laughs> God is, you think that you would just die because you disobey? No. You will live very well, though. God, <laughs> you will live very well. Yet, you, you did what was wrong. Yet, you disobeyed. Yet you are not supposed to do what you did. And as I said, I said some people feel like just they feel like the proof of their, you know, oh, I should have been here is because of a spectacular move of God in our meeting. Yeah, and this you were supposed to be somewhere else. You now went to where you should not be. You went there, and then they prophesy it. Mm -mm. I've said to you, I said, never, if you are the kind of person that is wild by these things, say, oh, you are finished though. Because in the day it's Satan that will come and prophesy to you, you say, oh my God. Oh, ride on, sir. Ride on, pastor. Oh. See, I've seen men, I've seen, I've been around men, I've seen men who can call your name, your native name. The one that, this one is not, this, not, this one is not on YouTube people that say, no. This one is, I've been around men that will call your native name. I've been around men that will know, they can know, they can literally read out the text message on your phone. They will, they will tell you, download, they will tell you, this is what, this is, they will tell you a message to enter your phone now. They will read out the message to you, tell you, I've, I've seen such things. I, I've seen men that when it comes to their accuracy, if it's accuracy, they can give you your name, give you your phone number, give you your address. They can tell you what's in your house, down to the pin in the parlor. They can, everything, and yet, it's not the Spirit of God. It's not the Spirit of God. It's the Spirit of divination. If you are the kind of person that, you know, you are always, you, you, you justify your rebellion, you get by specific happenings you get or oh I, I rebelled but this good happened to you you think that that result that came out justifies your rebellion you are not you you, you are going to be a casualty i'm going to be a casualty you know i've said something i said that most of the leaders of the spirit 
should come. Go and read the book of Acts. You're going to see that the leadings of the spirit should come primarily from your local assembly. Or when it comes to prophecies, they should come primarily from your local assembly. Go and check Acts. You will see that when there were words of it came with the, among the brethren in, in their local assemblies. That's where many confirmations came. But the kind of person like, oh, took word, give me word, took word for me. Took, word is what drives you. Every prophet in town, you are rushing to go and find them. Hey, accurate. I must be now. Who told you must be you must be now meeting? Then someone will even sneak and go, you know. But you are doing yourself because it's it's not the same prof. It's prophecy for God's sake. It's prophecy. You see, when you function in it, they should demystify the thing. But some people, hey, no, this one, this man is accurate. This person is accurate. See, there are lots of, let me just give you a secret. There are lots of charlatans in town. Eh? Lots of them in town. Charlatans in town that are prophesying that by a, a different spirit, not the spirit of God. There are plenty. In fact, in this generation, there are many. Let me just say this. There are many. I have I've, I've seen this one. I've been in a meeting. I've been there. I've seen it physically. I've, I've been around such human beings. Life, they will prophesy. If you're not careful, you go, they will tell you, ah, oh, you're supposed to join my church. They will tell you. They will tell you that after they bamboozle you with accurate words, you know, they will finish the next thing. Oh, and the and thought says the Lord, said, I feel like there's been there's been a hindrance in your life. There's been a hindrance. There's been a hindrance. You know, you feel like that you're limited in your potential. Well, because sometimes you see, you need to move from from you need to move from Egypt to Canaan for the for your promised land to come. And you, they go give bamboozle you like this. You go, well, well, I can't get up and come out from where the spirit of God put you. And it's not because of it's because you don't have sense. That's why you walk out come out. Because some people, they value spectacular things above the word of God. They, they exalt spectacular things above divine sense. It's true. Oh, they'll prophesy out of the place. Oh, see, this one, I've seen it. It's not, you know, there's the one where they tell you somebody, me, I've seen this one. I've seen it. I say people that will flow, the way they flow, you will be trembling. You you will be trembling. Yet they are soothsayers. They are soothsayers. And there are many, you hope you know. <laughs> there are many <laughs> now in Nigeria. There are plenty. <laughs> if you go to there are places you can go and collect power. They go there and they yes, they will do it for you. Do charm and do all those things for you. You never see you start to see, you start to prophesy. There are places though. And they have the stronger ones too. Yeah, yes. That's why there's what we call discernment of spirits. And let me say this, even if you but I cannot discern well, because the word of God is your first discernment too. If you can understand the word of God, it will keep you safe. Why is it easy for who? You know, for what? For those people, soothsayers, for them to function, ah. <laughs> uh -uh. do you know have you asked yourself the is it is actually annoying why is it easy for this, this guy God be asking them if you can find one there are plenty of them online you can go and find, in fact God ask them, why is it easy for you to function 
Hey, Jesus. So, the point of leading is not, or, or is, the point is, you never put success above the leading of the Spirit. Never put, let me say that you never put success above the leading. Sometimes the Spirit of God will lead you from things that apparently look like success to you. And where the Spirit of God is leading you is as if, ah, this thing doesn't look like there's any profit there. Yet it leads you there. It's like back then, Isaac wants to go to Egypt because th- 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 things are tough. It's like Nigeria now that things are tough for some people, not me, glory to God. Things are tough. All right? <laughs> he said they have mastered. No, funny enough, which master which skill? Suitsayers, which skill they want to master? <laughs> master, if it I'm talking about, I'm not talking about unbelievers who are going for this thing. I'm talking about people who have the spirit of God. Pastors who have the spirit of God. People who are on the pulpit. I'm not talking about native in, in, in the village. I'm talking about people who are wearing suits who have already been preaching. Who don't want to pay the price. Yes, now, because obviously, if you have to go and pay the price here again, what, what's the point? Is that they want sharp, sharp. Sharp, sharp, fast, fast. There's the one they do like this. They touch you, go on the power. <laughs> hey, mommy, mama, mama. I'm telling you, those of you that like signs and wonders, there's such a thing called lying signs and wonders. You like, you like hey, power. You, start, you lose your head because that's the effect of power. Yes, now you, you lack discernment. Oh, and let me even say this just because they teach the word properly does not mean anything. There are some of them that will still teach the word well. They will teach, you say, oh, wow, wow. But yet, the power by which they operate and function is totally diabolical. Oh, don't worry. I, <laughs> I'm not sharing things with you that are theoretical. I'm sharing things with you that are practical. That are very highly, highly, highly practical. Things that, you know, the things you have touched and tasted and handled before. Word of life. This one I've seen it with my own twice. Teach well, preach well, package well. You know, they will even be teaching you as a believer out of low. Meanwhile, <laughs> spirit of <laughs> yeah. believers who don't have a head and it's molten. Oh, hey, sir. Huh? Like, I don't want to start having some people. But some of those on those prophesy types. Every you let me just leave it. Let me just leave it. Just leave it. I'm just saying that that's how your life is. You are you are going to be candidate for this. You will easily be misled. You will easily be deceived because you exalt those things above the principles that the Spirit of God has placed for your own safety. It's true. Some people, some believers, program they can't do. Every everyone is their father in the Lord. Everybody, hey, so I celebrate this grace from everywhere to everywhere. They have program here, supernatural. You have run there. This other, uh, uh, no, that's my papa. That's my uncle. That's my. You are every. Calm down. Calm down. Calm down. <laughs> calm down. <laughs> when you call this thing called leading, calm down. Yes, calm down. 
Sit down and grow. Stop being a fool. Everywhere. They run everywhere. Run everywhere. Run everywhere. Oh, oh, I was so blessed. I was so touched there. My friend, shut up. Yes, and I would just even share with you know, some of these programs that they do. Some of these programs are like, it's like to a crowd, but yet the discipleship carcass is very small because the program is not meant for disciples. It's just a small carcass of them. that be, They have their small group of people that they are discipling, but then they have this big program. You come there and get blessed. You think that's how everything is. It doesn't work like that. Glory to God. <laughs> So, so again, the, the point isn't your, you succeeding, right, at something, whether you succeed or not. The point is, does God want it for you or not? Finish. Does God want it for you or not? Now, practice the following God's plan in little things. All right? Because there's your plan and there's God's own plan. Psalm 127 says except the lord builds a house they labor in vain that builds it that means you're going to build it but you build in vain why because the lord did not build it you're the one who built it and so many people run their lives like that that the things they are doing their own is they, they are the ones who built it god is not inside those things you've decided this is what i want to do and then you're now bringing to god to bless it Let me even say this. You know, Papa Hagen in his book said something. He said, there's such a thing as the perfect will of God. All right. He brought from Romans 12, verse 2. It talks about them proving what is the acceptable and perfect will of God. All right. So there's a perfect will of God. There is perfect. Like, there's the exact will of God. There's exactly what you should be doing. There's exactly what you should be in. There's the will of God. But there's also something called the permissive will of God. What's permissive? Permissive is you're not in what you should be, but you're managing, just managing. The Lord is just managing you there. For example, you are where you are living where you should not live. You are in a place where you should not be. You are in a school you should not be. You are you have friends you should not have. You understand? You are in a relationship with someone you should not be in a relationship with. Like, those kind of things, all right? It, you know, some people feel like if I move to another country, I should not move to that. God will stop using me. No. It's not like God. God will find a way. Because God loves you. He will still find a way to do something with your life. But it cannot be in any way, shape, or form the way it would have been if you were perfectly in what he wanted you to do. It can't be in any way. It can't be you know, exactly as it would have been if you were in what God wanted you to do. So, little, we, you know, inward witnesses also make up the plan of God for you. Like, what does that mean? We have to practice being led on a consistent basis. As I said, yesterday's leading is not enough. You have to practice and grow in your, in your ability to discern what the Spirit of God wants. And that's why, you know, earlier we talked a lot about prayer, where if you don't know how to pray and pray a lot, you will find yourself highly insensitive to the Spirit of God. If you find out, if you don't know how to pray and pray a lot, you'll find yourself a lot of times very insensitive to the will of God. That is, 
you may receive leadings once, once in a while, but they are not, they will not be as frequent as they need to be, and they will not be as clear as they need to be. If the only time the spirit of God can speak to you is when you now, you know, you bump into one of the meetings, maybe you come to ignite or sell or something, and then based on the atmosphere there, the spirit of God, because he has been trying to get a hold of you or your line, your line is switched off, switched off, switched off the whole week. Then finally, you now came on Saturday and the line came on because of the environment and atmosphere and quickly speaking to rush and brr, 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 brr. If, I say yes, like you're crying, crying, crying. If that is how you're led, you're in trouble. You should be led on a consistent basis. Consistently. In class, yes. You should know when to take the keke that you should take and not, you should be sensitive enough to know that <laughs> there are kekes you should not take. No, 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 there's Uba you should not enter. Yes, now. See, any believer who enters trouble, you get any, any form of trouble. There was always a witness before that trouble. Because one of the ways, in fact, the major way that the Spirit of God protects you is just by intelligence, information. Let me say it again. The major way the Spirit of God protects you is by information, intelligence. Yes. It's better that you don't enter the Uber that has rapists and robbers than you now enter now having looking for how to thunder is going to fire all of them inside the, inside the Uber. It's easier. Just don't enter the Uber. Oh boy, it was raining, you know, and everything. And time is getting really, really late. And it was just this Uber. I just finally got this Uber. And the Uber just came. And, you know, this must just be God. Don't conclude that nonsense. Don't, don't conclude. Don't assume just because everything seemed to fit. No. At that last moment, you should still be. At, the, the Spirit of God will not leave you without a witness. But you see, when you don't have a prayer life and all those things, you know, and but if you are, you should be practice being sensitive, practice being perceptive. When the Uber pulled, in fact, from the moment you order the app, you if you if you are be, you just be a bit disturbed, just be disturbed. Something is just off. Something just off. Something just off. Something just off. Then the Uber rolls up, and it just rolls up, you know, <laughs> and everything there. Something is just off. That's why most believers enter trouble. Enter trouble. Some believers, they must travel. They must always travel. You must travel. You know, sometimes, let me say this. Sometimes you are having this nudging. Don't travel. Don't travel. It's a family vacation. Don't travel. Don't travel. Don't, don't, in your own head, you think, hey, is it that the plane will crash? No, sometimes not that the plane will crash. Sometimes it's just that you will travel and you will lose your fire because you're not ready for that, for that trip. As I said, it's not every open door that, that is a proof that you're supposed to walk through it. Some doors are doors the devil opens. Let me even say like this. Some doors are doors the devil opens. Yes. Some people that are coming to your life are the devil. The devil brings them. And guess what? The devil can bring good people. You just realize this person, you know, in school and this person just came into your life. This guy or this girl came to your life and a whole semester has just wasted. He, 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 you just realize it's not that nothing, the person, you didn't do anything bad with the person, you didn't, but you just realize that, that you realize that whole semester, all the fire that you're supposed to have, some human being collected that fire. 
because you stopped burning for Jesus and started to burn, you know, for Stephen. Started to burn. Yeah. In other words, you were just distracted. There's that passion that you should have had for the things of God that season, that semester. There are prophecies that came at the beginning of the semester, how you're going to do this and all those things. And then just a week later, two weeks later, this person entered your life. You now start finding out that you were late for fellowships a couple of times. You find out that you're always texting, always calling, always doing this. Your mind is swelling. You are still doing church things, but you are not doing it at the frequency you were supposed to do it. Why? Because your mind is distracted. It just takes one person to enter your life like that. Not everybody that comes to your life is, is a human being. <laughs> Some are sent. And when I say sent, you need to understand the Bible calls him the God of this world or the God of his age. What does that mean? It means that he has countless unbelievers as well as Christians who are not led by the Spirit at his disposal. That he can, he can manipulate and bring your way to destroy what God wants to do with your life. So it's not everybody that should be your friend. Some of you, every human being that enters your life must be your friend. Not everybody must be your friend. Some people you just perceive. Mm -mm. You just know this one is hello high. You, and you can know it from day one. This person is hello high. Finish. But let me say, even without discernment in quotes, you know, there are things that things you can know that you can master. It's just common sense that if a, if a friend someone enters your life, some of you that's when you start talking about you download your whole life to somebody the first day you meet the person. Download your whole life. Download how many? <laughs> download how many things you've done with different people? That just that. Ah, ah. Hi, I'm looking for the Yoruba to express this because I don't know Yoruba. But it will go something like wisdom is lacking. Wisdom is seriously lacking. Friendship should be built over a long period of time. Friendship should be proven over time. So follow the Spirit of God even in little things. It's better for you to struggle in God's plan <laughs> than to not struggle outside God's plan. <laughs> Let me say it again. God's plan does not mean that everything will be working the park. I know certain people that the moment they enter God's plan, that's where all their problems started. You can enter God's plan and become so broke. You can enter God's plan and then your whole family begins to fight you. Yeah. You can enter God's plan and you begin to lose face. So I'm talking as someone literally, someone that we know. Someone, the moment the person enters God's plan, the person's life was just going normally. The moment the instruction came, and that person was just a simple instruction. Right now, me, for example, when I left my university, I left with an instruction. Go back to your secondary school. 
and go and raise young people or whatever. Just go, just go. But that was the instruction I left with. Now, that is the most unpopular instruction you can give a, anybody after they finish university. Is very unpopular. What do you mean, go back to yourself? What do you, what do you, are you trying to be back? See, there are no people that told me you are being backward. You are not making progress. Yeah, yeah, you are going backward. I went there. There are people that are already working somewhere in one other company and this one, that one. I was collecting 17,000 naira. 17K in that place. In fact, when I started, nothing. Then I was collecting 17K. Then NYIC 19. No, first year I didn't even do NYIC. So 17K that I was collecting every month. 17K. I was collecting. God's plan. God's plan. 17K. So just because things are not working out, some people tend to assume that because something is not working out, it's not God. Uh, but meanwhile, you remember the voice clearly that told you, stay there. You, you remember clearly the voice that said to you, this is what you should be doing. One of the things that makes us, makes us um, you know, one of the things that actually makes us confused is when we already have a clear lead and we're looking for leading again. He already told you, stay there. In my own case, stay in this school. I remember I there was the first batch that I worked with, the batch of Pastor Samuel and Co. And then I worked with them and then they all graduated. So I had already told them, I said, oh, so after one year, I'm going, da, 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 and all that stuff. So I was just waiting for the instruction. One year passed. No instruction. <laughs> Man had to give himself brain. Continue the work. That's what it meant. No instruction came. So second year continued. Waiting for instruction. Nothing. Third year, I, at that point, I'd probably give up. I said, I don't know. I'm probably here for life. <laughs> and then when instruction came, it was also sudden bam, and I was out. But that's the point. <laughs> that's the point. You don't judge. It, it's, it's a lot. If it's a lot, everything, who told you that? You've not read your Bible, my friend. You know, read your Bible. There's a person I know. The moment her own case was the same to go to a school, the whole all hell broke loose. The whole family began to fight the person. Everything just broke. God broke. God, that is there. All corners is as if <laughs> everything just went wrong at that point. Yet it is where the spirit of God wanted this person to be. The tendency when you follow God to be, be seen as a mumu. Oh, I'm sure that people that see me as a fool. And I forget the time when I was I was doing what I was doing. I was working at school and somebody came and offered me a this person offered me a job as a pastor. Offered they would even give me like a car. And even a place in, in accommodation and everything and all that stuff just come out. But I knew clearly what I had heard. I said, sir, don't worry. Says, sir, don't worry. It's okay. Am I worried? Knew clearly. Stop assuming that it's not every time the leader of the spirit leads you to leads you to natural profit. No. There's a man that came. What must I do to inherit eternal life? And what did the Spirit of God say <laughs> through Jesus? <laughs> he said, sell everything. Then follow me. 
This guy is wealthy. This guy is hammered. This guy is wealthy and he's a politician. He's a big boy, young guy. Maybe early 30s and 40s. This guy is me. This guy is everyone's dream. He comes to Jordan and just looks at him. My guy, go sell everything. Give it to the poor. The margins. He didn't say sell it and come and drop as offering. No. He says sell, give it to the poor. <laughs> That's distribute what you amassed over 30 years. Give it to the poor. And then, follow me. Ah, the guy couldn't take it. That's what I say, you can't, you can't follow God with your head. Meanwhile, that suffering that you get into, that, oh, I don't have money, is like a school that the Spirit of God is passing you through. Yes, it's like a school. That thing where it's like, ah, where's the money? Where, it's like a school the Spirit of God is passing you through. It's a school. You will learn how to depend on the Spirit of God. You will learn how to be content. All those your cravings for nonsense will die in that period. Yet is the Spirit of God. So let me say it again it's better to struggle in the plan of God than to be at peace outside the plan of God. <laughs> Everyone can be cheering you, but deep on your inside, you know that this is not the plan. You just know I'm not where the Spirit of God <laughs> wants me to be. Ah, no, I dread it to, to not be in the plan. And you know, some people are very okay being in what we call the permissive will of God. They, they are very okay with it. Very okay. See me, I want perfect. I want 100%. There are people that are competing in this thing. Well, Paul said, run as you that see if you may be obtained. He said, in this race, this heavenly race, he says, the way you should, your attitude, the way you must strive for this is strive for the mastery. He says, run as if you will obtain. That means be an athlete. When it comes to spiritual things, be an athlete. That means be extreme. Desire to be accurate to the T. It's not the thing you gamble with. Be extreme. Be completely zealous. Uh -uh. What will, will determine your eternity? I play, are doing it like this. Glory to God. The longer you ignore the prompting of the spirit, the weaker the prompting is going to be, weaker the prompting is going to be. So when you are out of the will of the spirit of God and it keeps prompting you, this is the more you disobey, the weaker the prompting becomes to the point you don't get prompted again. And let me say this: when it comes to the plan of God for your life, one stupid decision can take you out completely. It can take you out. You are still funny enough, you are still going to church, you are still singing in the choir. You get still living life, yet you are out of the plan. You're out of the plan. And let me say this. God will not strive with you forever. Even though he's patient with you. God will not, will not, he won't, God will keep on, he won't. You'll keep on disobeying. At the point, he leaves you to your own. Uh, go and read Romans 1. The Bible says he gave them up to a reprobate mind. At the point, he just said, okay, no, I'll have your way. With Noah, the Bible says, 120 years. 
That's how long Noah preached. That's how much long God gave the world before he covered it with the flood. 120 years. So it's people really try to get attention, try to get you keep on, you at the point you won't hear again, he will just leave you to your devices, leave you. You want to be like this. You've chosen this with Noah, leaves you to it. And let me say this, it doesn't mean the spirit of God will not answer your prayers. It doesn't even feel like the if I'm not in the will of God, he won't answer prayers. It's not true. I still you're your needs can because it's not wicked. Your needs can be met, you know. Yet out of the plan. You're out of the will of God. Because the Bible says he makes his son to, you know, fall on the, to shine on the good and evil, makes his reign to, you know, come on the just and the unjust. So even those who are wicked, you know, even the rapist and murderer, he still loves them, he still takes care of them and all that stuff. So you as a believer, you, you can't say because things are working out in a sense that, that you're in the will of God, no. Again, if it is working, doesn't mean it's God. Just as the fact that it is not working doesn't mean it's not God. Now, the leading of the Spirit is actually simple. As I said, it's simple, but it requires you have good understanding and it requires you practice. You have good understanding because skill is a result of good understanding and practice. So if your understanding is bad, all right, you practice nonsense. And if you have good understanding and you don't practice, you will remain a babe. So it's simple, but it requires practice. Because God is your father, so he's not trying to complicate anything and um, complicate anything and then you're not saved. He's like, ah, but why? If you're trying to lead us and we don't know, no, no, no. There is such a thing as knowing God's plan for your life and knowing when you are done with it. There is no endlessness to the plan of God for your life. Someone like Paul in 2 Timothy 4, verse 6 to 7, will say, I have fought a good fight. I have finished my course. I have kept the faith. So he said, I have finished. So you can know when you are finished. And of course, there's a reward. Right? There's a reward for Christian living, all right, which involves following God's plan. There's a reward for following God's plan. As I said, if you decide to do things your own way, it's not like things will not work out for you. And this is where people miss it. As I said, people think attach the doom and gloom to, you know, like because I'm out of the plan, God will not answer me. He won't help me. My family will starve. No, let me even say you can become a billionaire. As a result of living God's plan for your life, you can become a billionaire. You can become so wealthy, yet you're not in the plan. I know of people who have left the plan, who are supposed, this is what you're supposed to do for the gospel. You say, no, I want to make money. And they left the plan to make money. There are people who have flaunted prophecies. This is the word of prophecy. This is what the Spirit of God is saying. But because you gauge it and it's not favorable to you financially, you walk away from it. And I think we're going on, go on to do very well, make a lot of money, yet the Spirit of God is not in it. As I said, just because you are prospering and it's working out does not mean that you're in the will of God for your life. 
doesn't mean. There's a reward for Christian living. Salvation is not a reward, but living for Christ and living right gets a reward. And of course, you can check them out. James 1, 12, Hebrews 6, 9 to 10, um, 1 Corinthians 15, verse 58. All right. These are actually some of the things that come with the, you know, rewards that come with following God's plan. Let me even say this. The reward for living for Christ is not having material possessions. It's not in vain things. You know, there's a way we tend to think as ministers, as Christians, we feel like, ah, just the following God, just following God, one day you just hammer, you don't be rich. There's this mindset behind locking somewhere in our heads that the reward for doing the work of God is, is material possessions. Let me say it is not though. Let me even say this. There's a type of ministry that you do and there's a way you do that. There's no way money will not come. But there's also a type of ministry you do uh, that will lead you to the backyard. For example, there's what we call rural ministry. Have you seen those guys that are going to the villages and everything? Rural, they're always on the go. Always going to villages. Go and check how their lives are. They don't have time to build social media followers. They don't have time to, you know, to touch up and have po the pulpit you have. They don't have time to have people that wear suits. And I went to a, a teenager's um, conference like some months ago. When I went there, I went, I saw some children evangelism ministries, Sam. I saw different ones. These people that are literally, they are literally in the bush. That's where they are 24-7. They are literally in the bush. They are in the villages. They are always, that's where they always are. They are in villages. They, are, they go comb those territories. They will go there where the children are naked. There's no education. There's no light. There's no good water. That's where they go. Yeah, they're in God's plan for their lives. You check them, they don't have the money, they don't have the private jets they have. Then you look at them, will think that they're doing something wrong. Meanwhile, they are more in God's plan for their lives than you. So, material prosperity is not a reward for following God. All we can we know is that there is provision for the work of God. There's provision number two. There's there is the fatherhood of God. That's all we know. But the reward for following God is not that God will now bless you and give you a house, give you cars, give you this and that. No. Now, my sense of those things will not come. They will come. But let me even say this. Many of those things come for the assignment. The reason why you become a millionaire or multi-millionaire or billionaire and do this and all is because the Spirit of God will have you spend most of that on the gospel, not for yourself. That's why wealth is given, guys. It's given for that purpose. James says you have not to because you ask not. And even when you ask, you ask so that you can consume it on your own loss. That is, you don't have God in mind. You're just thinking of yourself and what you can do for yourself. So finishing the course has a reward. Just like a race. It's a race where you must run to the end and run in your tracks. Some people end the race. That is, they don't they say, I know, I know they run again. And some people, do, you know, make sure they get to the end. I read a post recently. They said, please make do everything in your power to make sure that you're not an ex-pastor. Make sure that you're not a used-to-be pastor. 
But an ex, ah, oh, I used to pastor in those days. Oh, in school on campus. Oh, I used to That was those days. I can't remember the last time I did that. It's been long. People of God, it's been long. <laughs> Oftentimes when people die, they say they finish that. They, they, you know, in the obituary, they will say, this man has finished his race. Who told you? Some people have never started the race. Yeah, they're dead. They died, but the race is just there. Paul was not dead when he said, I finished the race. So it's not dead that ends the race. Are you seeing that? There was a cause for Paul to take the gospel to the gentle and Judah. He did it. So death is not the end of your cause. It, it has an ending on its own, and the ending is not death. When Jesus said, I have finished the work you gave me, that should be John... That should be John 14 or so. Or John, is it John John 14? Or what? Else? I don't remember. Where he was praying and he said, oh, is this 17? So I finished the work that you gave me. He wasn't dead. Peter said the same thing. He says, when I, he said, I'm, he said I'm done. He said, he said, very soon I'll put up this tent or tabernacle. He knew when he was done. Praise God. So it's a race, so... And in that race, you are going somewhere. That's what we call it. It's following God's plan. There's a race. There's a path. Okay, it's John 17 verse 4 where he says, I've finished the work you gave me. There's a race. There's a path. There's a destination for everybody. That is where we are headed to in our spirit. The moment I go, of course, and start going another way, I will not get to where I'm supposed to go. I need to come back to the tangent and redirect my steps. So it's like a course I'm going on. When I get off track, no matter how much I'm going or the speed I'm going off track, is still off track. Do you get? Like, I can be running really fast, but in the wrong direction. So when I get off the path, what should I do? I should get back on the path. And there are ways you can miss it. For example, as I said, even the local assembly you serve, now, let me say something a bit about local assemblies. Because your pastor's teaching, and I'm talking because I'm sure there's nobody here who is not represented by a church. Just because your pastor's teaching is not, for example, maybe you come to Yen and then the teaching is cutting edge and all that stuff, or you go somewhere else and then you're hearing some things that are, oh, glory to God. It does, it's not, it's not, it does not mean you're supposed to leave your church. Let me say it again. It does not mean you're supposed to want to leave your church. And that's why a lot of believers miss it. A lot of believers have no discernment. Just because it, let me say it, just because you are hearing Rema or, or, or Prof, oh, the, hey, the word is good. Oh, oh, Charlie, ah, my pastor doesn't know these things. So, don't assume for God that that means you should leave your church. Is a baby that behaves like that. It's a baby. Just because I'm hearing something. Oh, Rema, Rema, are you serious? Oh, now are we the sons? Benny, Elohim. Oh, Jesus. Glory, glory, glory. Hey, this on that one. Oh, my goodness. You now think that that now means you should leave your Who sent you a message? People don't know how God works. You just shook your head inside one. Who told you you're supposed to go there? 
Who told you? Who told you? Because you have to understand that now, there are churches where maybe the pastor is just mischievous and teaching nonsense. But there are cases where the pastor is trying his best. He's diligent. It's just that because the person that you are shouting and celebrating is just privileged to come across certain information. Let me say it again. The person you are shouting, Rema, 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 is just privileged to have come across certain information. In other words, he knows better. That's why he does better. But many people take that as a cue to get up and run away from their church. And go and sit down somewhere where you can be shouting glory, shouting Rema, shouting. We know you are a baby when you behave like that. No. Remember a friend of mine, you know, he was his local church, he's been there for a while, but the truth, the things he knew <laughs> were so, the, there's another church he was, you know, he knew the things he knew and he had come across and you know, he he was clearly if you about his knowledge base, he was clearly out of the league of the church he was inside. But that my friend, I respect him so much. Some of you know him, you know, respect that my friend so much. Because even with all the knowledge he had, he sat down in that church. Because he knew the Spirit of God wanted him to be in that church. He sat down there. He helped out Sunday service in the school. And when he teaches, we'll make sure he teaches within the confines of the pastor. You know, and he did that diligently. Even if he knew, oh, I, I should go, I should. But he stayed there. It wasn't, he stayed there for some years. It wasn't until later the Spirit of God now says, okay, now you can go. And that one he just did, spoke to his pastor. Says, so at least I'm, I perceive and all that. Received this and then the pastor said, Yeah, I knew already you were going to go. And the pastor blessed him and released him. Beautiful. But there are cases where there are no one is going to bless you and release you anything, like my own case. Glory to God. Yes. Uh, let me I speak in parables. There are cases where the Spirit of God, you're not going nowhere. You're not going anywhere. See, just because the doctrine of your church is not 100% does not mean that you are supposed to leave the church. There's a leading of the spirit. Let me even say this because that, you know we don't know how this people. We just feel see people work do their best with what they know. You need to understand that when people will stand before Jesus, He is going to judge them based on what they know. Yes, it's based on what they know, based on the light they have. Now I like to say this. They think of all the backward churches you don't want to attend. Think of all of them. You know, even the one that they are still using water and everything. They are still using oil, Goya and all that stuff. Check all the ones you call backward. Check all of them. Even the ones that everything is died by fire. Check all of them. Do you know that the Spirit of God is still telling those guys to plant more churches? The Spirit of God is still telling them to expand. Do you know he's still telling them to hold programs? Do you know he's still telling them to, you know, to evangelize? Like he's still expanding the thing that in your head. You know, if it's you, you forget that there is a simple principle. They are his body. He is in them. So you think he just abandoned them because they don't know better. 
These are believers think like fish. Do you think he will abandon them because they don't know better? Why will he abandon them? After all, you that are shouting Rema, is it not someone that brought that information to you? The person that you are, that that is the reason for your shouting Rema, is it not someone that introduced information to that person? And then also don't blame your pastors when they don't embrace, you know, new information. Don't, 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 don't. You let me ask you, when your mind is made up about something already, do you know how hard it is to convince you about something already that you already believe? To, to make you believe that that thing is not true. Do you, do you know how hard it is? No. There are people genuinely that should still be in their local churches. They are hearing stuff that is from other churches or whatever. Let's say, for example, some of you come to Yen and you hear some of the things that are you know, here and, and everything. It doesn't mean you're supposed to just jump away from where you are. Because in some cases, it should be, it, what the Spirit of God will put in your heart is, ah, uh-uh. but that place in God, won't you... Okay, how about helping the people there? It's not to go and, go and confuse them with your new doctrine, but sometimes, based on what you now know, for example, okay, let me give you a good example. Okay, you came to Yen, and now you know getting people filled with the Holy Ghost is very easy. Getting people speaking in tongues is very, very easy. Ah. But you are trying to jump out of that your church because they still believe that, that, that speaking in tongues is, is if God wills. And you're in the teens church, in your church, you have access to the teens church. Why don't you go there and get them speaking in tongues? Why don't you help the young ones? You want to run, jump ship like a rat. Why don't you go help the young ones? You just assume that, you know, and people are selfish. That's the problem. You just assume that the plan of God is that you get out of there eh, because, you know, they, they don't have word, they don't have word, they don't have word. And then you don't have any discernment. But you forgot that in that same place, in some cases, there are the people that groomed you. They, they groomed you. They taught you many things. They helped you in your formation. They were responsible for the way you, you, you are. You are a good, well-behaved believer. Is them that are responsible. They, just, they don't know some things. You just as you just you just jump ship like a rat. Because they don't have word. Very undescending believer. You go and sit down somewhere. Where there's plenty of word, but you now find that, that that thing that was happening to you in your small church, what that formation, that submission, that training that was going on in your small former church is not in that place you are going to shout. But because the word, the word is you go and glory, hey, Jesus, Jesus, you go and shout and lose your voice. But you have no discernment. Now, this is not for everybody. There are people that don't have any attachment to the church. They just go there and everything and they don't really have an attachment there and they can leave. But there are some of you that, these are churches that groomed you. Some of you is your parents. You, it was, you were literally groomed in that church. You were groomed there. You were taught there. Now you've grown. Now because you've heard some new things, you can't think about the future of that church. You can't think of the implication of you leaving that place. What is going to do to the people that, that are there? It's always good to just look out for number one. Just run away. You know, I remember there was a time when, even here in, in this ministry, where we had some challenges, you know, with, um, you know, because based on some 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 adjustments we were making, we had been doing campus ministry for a while. For the first time, we're now doing more fiscal meetings in Lagos and all that stuff. And so based on that, you know, if you remember last year, we were just meeting once a, once a week, once a week, and just in one venue. So we're not spread out the... Like that, it wasn't, people were not bonding the way. So people were left out. 
And some people, you know, well, not to blame them, but, you know, they felt lonely and left out and neglected. And so they hit the road. Like, ah, no one loves, there's no love here. And they took off. And I'm not hitting on, it's not to hit on anybody, no. I just want to pull out an, a good, pull out an idea. So there was this uh, person that he felt the same way too. But the difference is that he went to pray about it, you know, because he was considering leaving too. And he prayed about, you know what the Spirit of God said to him? To my own shock, Spirit of God said to him, uh, yes, we know that there, this problem is there, but what are you going to do about it? Are you about to also abandon the burden and run? What are you, now that you know that there's a problem, that means the other people are also feeling the same way. So what are you going to do? How are you going to be part of the solution? And I said, eh. he said, yes. So that guy now took it upon himself to begin to reach out to other people that felt neglected. He was reaching out to them. He started becoming a blessing to them. I know the funny thing, just you fast forward a year later, our structure has changed. It's no longer that way. Now we have a more encompassing, you know, system. But the point is that if you're always that kind of selfish believer that just wants to jump ship, you understand. Have you sat down with the Spirit of God concerned that your church you want to run away from? Have you sat down with the Spirit of God? What is he saying concerning that your church? Just want to fly like a bat and just escape. Why? Why? What's he saying about the place? What's he saying about the place? Leading out the spirit is not always going to be for your own convenience. That's now. Me, I know. I know what I'm saying to me. I know personally what is like where you're around in in some places where it's like ah the doctrine. In the end, you find out that see the spirit love is a governor. They don't know. Yes, they don't know. But yes, he's still his body. So should he abandon his body because they don't know what? Abandon them because you you want what over. It's all about you. Oh, environment where is exciting. Oh, the world is. Oh, I can meet people like that. Shut up, my friend. Go back. So you should. It's true now. Just we rush, rush. It's like this era where knowledge is so much. Just run up and down, run up and down, run up and down. Where you should be back in that your father's church sitting down there, under your father say, but he doesn't know Greek word. Leave me alone. He does no Greek word, but he raised you in the way of the Lord without Greek word. Even the Greek word, you, what do you know about Greek word? Oh God. You know, the shallowness of believers is unbelievable. You just know a few things and you you assume that you you assume that you have you are you have reached the peak of, of scholarship in the in the body of Christ because you have had a couple of sermons. Even the people, let me even say this, even the people that are bringing a, a lot of these things you are hearing in maybe in Lagos, all these, they are, they are bonds that the, the scholars who are responsible for this information that is shocking all of you. Those people, see, if you check honestly, somebody who is very, very well-skilled and versed in the world, you'll find out that many of them, they will still take a posture of saying, Kai, there's so much I don't know. They are still trying to learn, trying to study, trying to grow. They're like, hey, because the more you study, the more you realize you don't know. As I'm talking to you, there's some studies I'm doing, you know, like some of you, I don't know how many of you listened to the last podcast I did. All right. Obviously, that podcast will tell you that there's been some studying going on. And you know the funny thing? As I'm studying, it's like the whole thing is just expanding. Bah. You, you pick one area, let me just study. Bah. It opens up again. In that open up, you open again. Bah. It just keeps expanding. You're like, God, 
How am I going to keep track of all this information? It's too much. I think it's pride. <laughs> Glory to God. So even when it comes to church, you should be clear. Where would the Spirit of God have me be? As I said, just because things look like they are rosy does not mean the Spirit of God is in it. And I'm not saying in some cases, yeah, you are there, but you should leave. There are cases where you are in that small church and you should leave. So I'm not saying it only goes one way. There are cases where you are there, but you should leave. But let me say this. If you are, if you are, in, a, if you are in a church where you, are, you have any relationship with authority in that church, all right, you should not just leave without, you understand, doing the right thing. Don't just leave. Don't just take off like a tornado. If I go off course, when in following God's plan for my life, I must find out how to retrace my steps. And the first way to do that is repentance. Lord, I missed it. I'm sorry. And usually, you go back to where, where you should have been. You go back to that last point of obedience. Where you stopped obedi obeying, that's where you should go back to. <laughs> if it's a case whereby you left a church where you should have not left, guess what? Go back to the church. Unless, of course, it's a case whereby you've really entered into some heavy disobedience and left the country and now somewhere else and all that stuff. Then you now have to go and pray and say, Lord, I'm sorry. Then in some cases, you just have mercy and give you another plan. This way I go and enter Chuk your head inside that place. Repentance is not being sorry or feeling bad. You know, the Bible talks, talks about how Esau sought repentance with tears. <laughs> that means Esau was crying, yet he was not repentant. He was crying. So tears and feeling bad does not mean anything. Repentance means to turn around, to change and go back to the plan. Most people that feel bad either become vagabonds or they kill themselves. That's not repentance. Some repentant guys will not shed a tear, but in their conduct, they will straighten up while some will weep and never change their conduct. Some people, when you talk to them, you correct them, they will cry and cry and cry. They still go back to their vomit. They still go back to their always. They never change. They never change. That's not repentance. That's deception. Self-deception. Glory to God. In running a race, you have to be alert. You can't just sleep. You have to be alert in prayers, in study of the word. You can't just run closing your eyes. That means you have to be sensitive to the Spirit of God. You have to be alert to what the Spirit of God is saying. There's a need to walk and to run. Some people will say that Christ has done everything. Yes, we say lie. There's a walk. There's a run, there's a fight. Are you with me? There's a there's an activity. There's, you know, Galatians. I think let me see Galatians 5 verse 1. For freedom, Christ has set us free. Stand firm, therefore, and do not submit again to the yoke of slavery. So he has made us free, he has done it, but he is still supposed to stand firm. Ephesians 6:18. Praying all times in the spirit with all prayer and supplication to that end, keeping alert with all perseverance, making supplication for all the saints. So you are supposed to be prayerful, you're supposed to be watchful, you're supposed to be vigilant. 
They're supposed to be sensitive to the Spirit of God. They're supposed to pick what he's saying. Per time. When you are running, you know you are running. There's a race in your spirit, your, and your mind has to follow. So it's a spiritual race, but your mind is a participant. Your will is a participant. Look at Philippians 3.14. It says, I press on towards the mark of the high calling in Christ. He's pressing towards something. That is, there's a mark. There's something I'm pressing on towards. There's something the Spirit of God has called me to. I'm pressing on towards. Something I should be doing. So I'm going towards that destination. And please, that destination is not heaven, please. Because you are born of the Spirit, you are born in heaven. Heaven is not, is not your goal. Heaven is your home. Are you with me? Heaven is not your goal. Heaven is your citizenship. You're not trying to get there. You're already there. So that's not the goal. My goal is to make heaven. That's not the goal. So destination, fulfilling your ministry, fulfilling God's plan for your life. Are you seeing that? There's a path that is before you. Something you must engage in frequently and regularly. Are you seeing that? It's like a career path. You know how the career path and they tell, okay, you go from here to here, you go from here to here, you go from here to There's a path ahead of you as a believer. For example, John fulfilled his own ministry. And that's John Baptist. You know, fulfilled, I think that's Acts 13, 24. Season. Acts. There was it John, yeah, 13. That's 24. Look at his Acts 13.24. Before his coming, John had proclaimed the baptismal repentance to all the people of Israel. And as John was finishing his course, he said, what do you suppose that I am? I am not he. So you see that? So he says when he was finishing his course. So that means John's own ministry had an end. Had a beginning, had an end. So what you are doing for the Lord has an end. Now that was before you leave this planet, there are things you should have finished for the Lord. There's a lot you should have done for the Lord and finished. That's what the Bible says in Ecclesiastes. It says that a man should bear his yoke while he's still young. That means, yeah, many people don't understand that distract, what distractions do is that they delay what you should be doing. They delay it. Distractions increase the tendency that you will leave this earth without finishing what you should do. There's a path ahead of you. There are things you're supposed to do. There's things written of you in the books that are supposed to accomplish, supposed to finish. And that's why you don't want any distractions. You don't want anything that is going to weigh you down. You want to run for your might. And that's why I like to say that I say, when you're younger, when you are, you know, when you don't have many things on your head that you you give in, put in most, most of the effort, a lot of the effort, you know? Like me now, Yen as the ministry is running. Why? Because for me, before I before I got married as a single person, I Yen, the foundation of Yen was about five, is it five years or six years in the making? No, 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 no. About four. No. Yes, about four, four to five years in the making before I got married. That is, I had given, and before that, I had done a lot of work before I had. had come out of university but I'd given the better years of my youth 
you understand, to the work of ministry. I built foundations. I built something solid for God. I had done a lot of ministry already before I now committed into that kind of thing. So this is instructive for the younger ones because many people, marriage you want to carry on your head like as if it's a, it's a champ. You, you think, you know, carry it on your head as if it is, marriage is not, to, <laughs> you can fulfill your ministry without marriage. Let me say it like that, but please get married though. Because I was telling someone that day, I said that raising children is part of spiritual warfare. Say that again. Raising children is part of spiritual warfare. Glory to God. Look at what Paul says in Acts chapter 20, verse 19 to 24. Acts 20, I think we'll end there. Acts 20, verse 19. He says, seven loved all humility and with tears and with trials, what happened to me through the plot of the Jews? Are you seeing that? How I did not shrink from declaring to you anything that was profitable and teaching you in public and from house to house, testifying both Jews, Jews and to Greeks of repentance towards God and of faith in Lord Jesus Christ. And now, behold, I'm going to Jerusalem, constrained by the Spirit, not knowing what will happen to me, except that the Holy Ghost testifies the, to me in every city that imprisonment and afflictions are with me. But I do not account my life of any value, nor as precious to myself, if only I may what finish my course and the ministry that I have received from the Lord Jesus. So you have a ministry you have what received from the Lord Jesus. This is your course. There's a ministry you have received from the Lord Jesus. There's a course. There's an assignment that's laid before you concerning the gospel. But there's a particular path you're supposed to travel and go. And this year is your reason for living on the earth. And you can see that in Paul's case, bad things are about to happen to him. Yet he's saying that that is part of his course. The believer must be very conscious of his race and the course set before you. And you can't afford to, to run with distractions. You can't afford to run, you know, run anyhow. You can't afford to be like a dicycle. You can't afford to be careless without running. You must, be wrong. You must run with precision. You must be clear. Knowing the will of the Lord. This is what the Spirit of God will have me do. You can't gamble with it. Why? It determines, it, number one, it pleases God. Number two, it determines your rewards. But also it determines, you know, your, the salvation of many will be linked to your obedience of God's assignment for your life. So there's going to be inconvenience. There's going to be tears. It's not always going to be fun. It's not always fun. There can be tears. There can be temptation. But you know that's part of the reward where you serve God in inconvenience. You serve God when things are not so good. You serve God when things are going south. When there's temptations. When the things you are, you are praying for do not come to pass. The things you desire do not happen. Keep on serving. Because God's plan can be very uncomfortable at times. I mean, uncomfortable. Look at the guy. He says, guys, I go bound in the spirit. That, that's as if someone is holding you by the hand and, and directing you towards this thing that is not good. You know, that's the thing. You know, this is our Christianity. That we, we, that if the only leading that the spirit is giving you is always everything is just sweet, it's just glory. It's just, you have to ask yourself if you are really being led. 
if it's only convenience, it's always on to greater, greater things, better things. And that's why I'm sorry, but there's a trend that is bastardizing Christianity today. Where believers just believe that it's all about me, all about what God will do for me. Oh, God, God, God. See, I'm sorry, but one of the ways you know a bad church, and I'll just share this with you, is when the emphasis is always about you. When the emphasis is on you most of the time, it's a bad church. Because yes, there is your there are things that you have in Christ, your response, right? But there are responsibilities as well. You are not, you didn't come, you, Christ did not die for you to save yourself. You became a slave to Christ. He became your Lord and Master. So any 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 church that would just be emphasizing only what he did for you, he healed you, is for breakthrough, is for your own life, is for everything good, is for oh, fruit of the womb, is for you to pass your exams, is for you to make money, is my breakthrough, is my season, is my time, is my this, is my that. But it's never about what God wants. It's never about the gospel. It's never about dying daily. When last did you preach? You don't cast out devils. You don't heal the sick. You're not discipled. You're not trying to grow and pastor and disciple other people. It's all about you. You are in a bad church. That's the truth. That's, that's where one case where it is, that one is, is wrong. Go and look for where you will be effective for God. It's true. Because how can you run, how, how, can, how can you run a, a race that you don't know anything about? God did not die for you to hammer. Jesus did not die for you to be rich. Let me say this. He didn't die for you to be rich. That's not why he died. He didn't die so you never cry. What do you mean? Even Jesus wept. All the apostles wept. James lost his head. Paul lost his head. Peter crucified upside down. Go and read your Bible again. It's only about what you can get. Only every time, all the prayers, every time. You know, sorry, but let me just on the side journey. It's good for uh, some of these movements we have where, you know, for example, the one that happens every morning, that one and everything. But you know what alarms me is when you see the amount of believers that tune into that thing. That's what alarms me because it's a prayer meeting, yet you are seeing so many believers. And the only reason you see so many is because they are coming to pray for what they want. But if it's a prayer meeting where we are praying concerning you growing in Christ, praying concerning missionaries, praying concerning the gospel spreading all over the world, praying concerning, you know, the kingdom of God having his, his domain, praying that the love work will be established in your life, praying that the gifts of the spirit will be in expression, praying that you'll be a blessing to others, you will see the, there, you, there will be nowhere near that increase of believers in that place because most believers by by teaching by wiring are selfish very selfish it's only what god will do for me i'm interested in once you start talking about this mission stuff there's no no time no time no time no time but yeah you see people wake up at 7 a.m 7 a.m and they're so religious if it's in the bus ah don't play with my this thing my hour has come they don't 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 play with it. 7 a.m. They are in the subway. Wherever they are, like this, even if they are boss, there's a meeting, they will pause that boss or they will use earpiece and be because they must key in. 
Why? Because it's about me, my problem. What what God will do for me? You can, you can see that, that madness. You can pray two hours for your own needs. You can't pray one hour for souls. You can't pray 30 minutes for one disciple. You can't pray 30 minutes for your pastor who is preaching the gospel. You can't pray for your neighborhood that the gospel will be heard. You can't even pray for finances for someone else. It's always about you and your family. That is purely from the devil's playbook. The movements are not bad. I believe they are from God. But I believe that a lot of believers, this is a season where believers, and don't be one of those people, grow in your responsibilities as a believer. It's not bad if you need a miracle, go to some of those guys and collect a miracle. Are you with me? But also be aware that there are more things to Christianity than just collecting miracles. Don't disgrace Jesus. If you look at that normal people that come on that thing, if all of those people commit to winning one soul every day, what are we saying? Nigeria would have changed. Let's just say half are from Nigeria and each person there commits to winning one soul every day. Forget. Nigeria will change. Glory to God. God was moving Paul into trouble and Paul said, none of these things move me. Can we become like that? <laughs> Hallelujah. Amen. Okay, so um, now uh, at the end of this, let me ask, is, anybody, is this helping anybody? What being shared here, is it helping anybody? What's it doing to you? How is it helping you? All right. So uh, if you can talk, I'd like you to talk. But if you can't talk, I'd like at least everybody, I'd like you to actually get into the chat and just type what this meeting is doing for you. How is it helping your mind? What's it doing? You know, what are you taking out of this meeting? I want everybody to type. As I said, I always read all of those things and they're very, very helpful for feedback. Okay, Jemima, go ahead. Hi, good evening, sir. Good evening, everybody. Okay, so this... Um, teaching was very, very instructive, and there's a lot that I could take from it, really. And um, one major part for me was where you were talking about how um, the church where, you know, your local church, if they are not, like, very worded, and you're now trying to, like, leave and all of that, that you have to... Um, you have to always engage the spirit of God, you know, which church am I supposed to go to? Because I can remember at the beginning of last year, I, I asked that same question to God. I was like, which um, local church, like normal Sunday Sunday, am I supposed to go to? And then church, he told me to go to, I was like, eh, <laughs> these people are not doing, they don't really understand, you know, how that um, we're saved forever and um you know we walk in this gift of the spirit we walk in dominion and all of that they didn't understand a lot of things they were more technical and um i tried to fight it but i but i didn't fight it for i didn't fight for too long <laughs> and i i i mean i asked god okay what what do i do here and I mean, he said to pray and to also encourage people to, you know, if I can, you know, meet people like 
little discussions and conversations just to chip in some things I've learned. And honestly, looking back from the time when God led me there till now, I can see a lot of growth. A lot of things have changed really. And um, yeah, it's it's just it's just when you were talking, I was just remembering how you know this will, this really resonates with me, and yeah, it's 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 very very <laughs> important actually because sometimes we like to go to a place that is already made. We don't like to be a part of a place that is building, that is being you know that is that things are not all settled right. So. Yeah, thank you so much, Pops, for talking about that. And also for the part where, um, I mean, I put it on my page just um, yesterday that we're always, Christians are always looking for soft life, soft life, but <laughs> we've been called to it and our life, not soft life, really. And um, we have to learn to embrace sufferings of Christ. We have, it's not always going to be rosy and all of that. So, um, yeah, thank you so much, Pops, for the reminder. Thank you. Lovely. That's what she said. And that's so true. Many times, the place that you'll be built is where things are not working out well. <laughs> you will build there because the problems will be an opportunity for you to grow. But when you go somewhere where everything has already happened, everything is already streamlined, you don't find opportunities. Just you, you see, it's not bad that you serve, but when there are problems, that's where the muscles are raised, you know, are tested for your growth. Glory to God. Larry Alpha, go ahead. So good evening, sir. Please, I have a question. Okay, you okay. said that, okay, like concerning tongues now, that maybe you have like the knowledge and you know about it. Then if you have access to like maybe the things church in your church, you can help people. So what happens in the case where you don't have that access? Well, if you don't have the access, well, you can go join now. You can go join, you know. Maybe you don't have access because you're not there. Like you're not participating there but i mean usually they want volunteers right they want people that will help so you can go join and go join. because let me even say this i've said this before that the yen is actually very ecclesiastical in, in its makeup meaning that it is actually very churchy in the sense that every function of church we actually carry out the difference will be the people that we are called to which is the teenagers and we don't meet on sundays and the reason for that many times is because god wants what we have to flow to the young people in your church are you seeing that so the church you are going to, most likely, most not all, but most probably the one you are going to, the young people, they need the things that you are learning and things that you know. That is why there's still that flow. So you can ask, how can I be a blessing to the young people in my church? How can I, you know, I don't think, you know, and let me say this is in this capacity that if, because in Yen, if you become very committed in Yen, you're not supposed to like, in quote, commit in another place, but if you get, I'm talking about those who commit, those who join the workforce and everything, but if it concerns the teenagers, why should, of course, you should want to be able to be a blessing and, and even commit more to helping build that, you know, space, your teens should, and then the other functions the Spirit of God will have you do. So does that answer your question, Larry? Okay, awesome, awesome. Uh, Priscilla, go ahead. Um. Hi, good evening. I heard some things that I heard today for the first time in my life, and uh, I'm still in um, shock. Like I was saying, I was just texting there earlier, I'm in shock. Um, I'm in amazement. I did not know any of this. I don't have a church. That's the truth. I really don't. I don't attend any church. That's the honest truth. I, I've been, I think I've been asking God. I don't think I've been asking in the right way. 
I've been asking him and rushing him that, oh, God, now, how far now? Which church do you want me to go and serve at? And I haven't been getting anything. And I feel like there's two, there's two churches. There's one that I've, I was a part of at some point in my life, a long time in my life. And it just didn't, it was something we went to as a family, but it just didn't seem like, it was just not doing it. My family stopped attending, so I just stopped attending. And then there's a new church that we've been introduced to from a family friend, and it seems like it's, it's lovely and it's amazing and um, all of that. But I still don't know. Like you said, you said something about how when you feel like you don't know if you're walking in, you're being led by the Spirit. If you're being led by um, your own will and you think it's the Spirit because everything is going beautifully. I feel like that's what's going on with me. And I don't even know where to go back to. Well, what the last instruction at this point? I don't know if the last instruction was my own will. I don't know what, but I mean, I'll put it back in prayer. By the grace of God, I'll, I'll figure something. Uh, he will figure something out. So, um, yeah, I just wanted to say that okay. that um, the fact that I don't have a church terrifies me and it scares me because I don't. I feel like I'm not complete. So. Um, uh-huh. Okay, yeah, so thank I, you. I think that for first of all, well, one of the things that well, while you don't have um, I'm assuming that if they really brought you, you're probably part of the cell at uh, what's that area. Um are you are you part of one of our cell cell systems? Are you in one of our cells? Yes, yes, the online okay. one. The online one, okay. But where are you yes, where I'm you being are you, Lagos? are you in Lagos? No, I'm in Abuja. We're in Abuja, okay. In Abuja, there is, we have... Hello, yeah, I'm in Abuja. Can you hear me? Yeah, I can hear you. We actually have someone in Abuja, and I think if you have, the, we can, um, we'll probably connect you. So, Denrile, please connect her with Samantha. That means if she's there, that means a cell is going to start next week there. Because if you have people in Abuja, then a cell must start. So, connect her. Is Samantha on this call? I think she should be on this call. Samantha... I hope you are I hope you are listening. If she's not listening, please pass the information across to her. Um, connect her. I think that's Silver Priscilla, right? Connect her, you know, too. So it's not us online. We have we actually have fiscal representation in Abuja. So connect her. So Samantha, that means connect to this lady. That means I know there's another person that is in Abuja too. So something needs to start next week to this regard because you have somebody here. So a cell needs to start. So you have to find a way. Um so Priscilla, that's, that's one thing. Um, the second thing is that what I would suggest to you concerning your local church is, well, the one you're going to just keep attending. Do you get, but just keep growing. Maybe keep attending the yen cells and everything, keep growing and all that. Over time, I believe that if you are supposed to not be there, you will receive a leading to leave. Do you understand? But the, the rule is that when you don't have a specific leading concerning a thing, you just follow the what the scripture says. The scripture says you should be part of a church, so just be part do you understand? As you grow and as you follow the Spirit of God, as you grow in your um, your prayer life, grow in your, eventually the Spirit of God will, will, will put something in your heart. Do you get what I'm saying? And then you will know, okay, I should move or I should stay. So that's how it works. So don't feel bad, all right? Don't feel bad if you're not. Just continue what you've been doing and then over time you'll find your feet. That's how it works, okay? Hope you understand, uh, Priscilla. Hope you understand. Yes, thank you. Okay, all right. Bless thank you. Thank you, sir. 
All right, yeah. So if if anyone else wants to talk, they can always you can you can go go ahead while doing that. I'll probably just read off some of the comments or that things people put down. Okay, I can see. Um, yeah, uh, piano crib. Okay, go ahead. Uh, thank you so much for this teaching. I I really wish I I heard this like seven months ago, but it's still really instructive. Um, you know, the especially in the place of submitting whatever leading you have had to people in authority, and um, the fact that even if even if they might be wrong, but it is still part of um scriptural principles to still submit it to them that you know eventually eventually as long as when people in authority are still led by the spirit of god they might eventually now see you know what you are saying and all of that so it was just really something i took because you know i made some wrong decisions just thinking that oh i've heard this and um, god has said it so let me just go ahead and do 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 what I what I'm hearing, but now I've learned that you always still submit it to authority at every point in time. Thank you so much. <laughs> yeah, especially the crucial, very crucial ones, right? Very, very crucial ones. Like now, as I said, church. That's because in cases where your father has a church or whatever, you just get up and walk it. You don't you don't behave like that. You don't do that. You don't do that, you know. You don't do that. And the thing about this is that God will not side you just because you think you're so love. God will not side you. There are many things I've learned to put in the cooler. Many things. I just call up as a team and we're just talking and you just say, forget that one. As he says, forget it. It has it's been forgotten. As he says, forget it. It's been forgotten. <laughs> you understand? Because, and I know, because the thing is, over time, you get to know that the person you're following is a spiritual person. You know, it's not also there are people who are actually dead spiritually. They don't pray. They don't. There are people who are on the edge. You get what I'm saying? They're on the edge, cutting edge of all those things that people I'm talking about. So that's that's that one. Um, okay, so if you want to talk, you can still you know go ahead and talk. Let me just read off some comments. <laughs> Badmon says, okay, um, I learned that Christianity is not selfish, not everything is about you and your family. Okay. Someone says very instructive one, they need to be skilled in discernment. God's plan is crucial, and and for us to judge it based on circumstances is not. It's not the best. Um, for me, look, faith says from local church want to hit me, not just deciding to leave just because there's no word. Very instructive. I also learned that God's plan isn't always convenient. I shouldn't be tempted by our circumstances or even our own judgment. Okay, someone's asking, what if the church is giving you a headache? I don't know. Sit down there. I learned that when you follow the plan of God, it's not always smooth, and there's a mindset of the church that we that we think that if someone thinks going bad, we think it's not of God. And God leads sometimes can be a test of your obedience. Yes, definitely can be a test of your obedience. Ebuka says, today's teaching really hits me straight because I'm totally relate. I've learned that I should trust God's plan, not just what I think is okay. Lovely. Um, someone's asking, I have a question. What about the cell meeting? Is it a Zoom meeting kind of thing? If not, how does it work? Okay, so this is a new person, apparently. That is Shemi or Mitayo. So um, what am I going to assign this to? Um... So I don't know, is Pastor Shea on this call? Is Pastor Shea on this call? Well, whoever, um, you know, well, I think Pastor Shea or Samuel, shall I please trace that person, that Shemi or Mitai, or Mitai, 
if you're listening to us, you can put your number down and then we'll get across to you because there's actually fiscal meetings in Lagos, right? This one we have is just midweek meetings, but we have fiscal meetings every single Saturday in Lagos, three at least three times a week. And then we meet physically all over Lagos, different places. And that's where you should be. It's going to really, really help you. Okay, Faye has a question also or wants to contribute. Faye, you can, you can talk. Go ahead. Okay, good evening, Pastor. Yeah. yeah, hi. Good evening. So um, this, this message was really timely and necessary, especially the part where you talked about um going for another program because literally I was like, this Ignite, I'm not going to come for it because I had this program that I got free tickets to go for. And I was like, okay. Um, before I thought that I would come for Ignite and then leave and then go for that one. But then after all, I was like, that won't be, that. I will not have enough time. Let me just go straight for it. And then you just mentioned it like, that's how you would leave Ignite and go. And I was like, wait. And it's just, I literally had to text you. I was like, flesh and blood did not reveal this to you, sir. It's, it has to be God talking directly. I'm like, God, just, just say it directly to me. You don't have to, you don't have to go through the corners. Just come for me, it's fine. So it was, <laughs> It's very painful, but it was very timely, very necessary. Like when you mentioned you want to say, God, God, it's fine, no problem. So thank you very much for this. Because even when I had been planning to go for it, I just, I, it wasn't really something that I had permission to go for. But I was like, anyhow, Sha, I've been going for a lot of Ignite. I will miss, even if it's just this one, I will miss this one and go for others. So thank you very much, sir. Yeah, welcome for the public rebuke. Let me even say this quickly. This is part of ecclesiastical. This is part of how God watches his flock. That's why many times you go somewhere else where you should not be. Do you get? Like now, imagine she was not on this call. Do you get? The, the Lord will speak is in the assembly you are in that the Lord will speak. Do you get what I'm saying? Where you should be. That's where he speaks at the address he sends you to. <laughs> Someone gets what I'm saying. Yes, is that's where the things you need to hear for your own. That's where it comes. It comes as the message. You will just notice that ah, the way the message is going. Is this person trying to sub me? That's how some of you think I sub you. So you really believe I'm out for you. That I just come to sub you every single. I'm not a subber. It is just how it's just part is the function of the local assembly. So I'm happy for you. <laughs> okay. Um, Toby says, I think already stood up for me today's session is the beginning where he thought on God's leading. Discovering God's leading requires skill and meticulousness. You don't just abnormally follow it. Sometimes God will lead you into something and tell you to stop or leave it like Abraham. Very timely. Yes, it, it happens, apparently. It happens. And then I've been led by the Spirit as Chibuka is a skill, and a skill requires knowledge and practice to grow. Lovely. It does. Um, what if the church, someone asking a question, what if the church has everything and isn't really bad per se, but they don't really let you participate because you're too young? I'm still saying leading of the spirit thing. Still saying leading of the spirit. Find a way. They say let no one despise your youth. So find a way. There will always be a way, you know, for you to not be, uh, what do you call it? <laughs> so, <laughs> okay. I, I think with that, um, well, if you still have more comments, you can always put them down. But I think with that, uh, we should be ending today's own. Guys, that's it for tonight. God bless you. Have a wonderful night and um, see you next time. Bye-bye.